Two sisters lived on separate sides of the states. One in NYC and the other LA. They both moved to Chicago and decided to stay. Now here's their playful podcast packed with Kid Lit Parlay. Children's Books. Are they really that great? Talking children's books is with Kate and Fuse 8. Children's Books. Why, what, and how? Fuse 8 and Kate will break it down for you now. And we're back. What? I know, it sounds weird to start the show that way, but... <laughs> Thanks to the magic of recording, uh, we haven't been in the same room in a very long time, and yet it seems that we have. Yeah, it's been about a month. It's been about a month since we we recorded together, and we, we just piled a whole bunch up in a big old pile. Yeah. And just sh- shot them into the blue. Yeah, pretty much. Periodically. Yeah. I mean, it would have been, I mean, I was in New Orleans, right. Toronto, right. San Francisco, right. Seattle. Right. I, there's a couple more, but I kind of lost track. Yeah. Cities in which people live. Yeah. That you have been visiting ceaselessly. Yeah. And you're done now, right? Um, until a couple weeks when I go to Europe. That, see, that's a fun one, though. Yeah. That's very nice. And where, where in Europe are you going? I'm going to Amsterdam, Brussels, Berlin, Paris, and London all in 10 days. Well, that's not much. <laughs> no. That's not much. I don't, I don't even know what that would be. Yeah. yeah. That sounds fun. Yeah, that's it should good. be. Yeah. yeah. You deserve a break from all this... Traveling, <laughs> yeah. And I don't think yeah. you know how to take a break. <laughs> uh, but but uh, here's here's a question for you. Uh, who who are you? I I am Kate with the traveling pants. Excellent, and I'm Betsy with the stationary pantaloons. <laughs> okay. I did not know where I was going to go with that one. <laughs> and uh, and this is Fuse Eight and Kate, a podcast mm-hmm. in which we talk. Yep. About picture books. Sometimes. Sometimes, and sometimes all we talk about other things too, but. Our goal is to talk about picture books. Yes. I think it's good to have goals. It is a good goal. If you don't have goals... What are you? What are you, my friend? <laughs> Goalless. You're, you're, you're running for president <laughs> or something. I don't even know. Um, okay, so obviously we're in a goofy mood. And uh, that's good, but today's book... I don't think I'd call this a goofy book. Oh, I, it's I, about death. It is, There's death it? in it, but it's not about death. Though someone recently asked if we could do... A, a picture book about death, and really I had to tell one. him. That's what I said. I said clearly. It was the goose you missed with... the duck death in the tulip oh, duck, episode. Whatever. It yeah. was a duck. Yes, there was a, it made I... a huge impression. <laughs> on you. Huge. Yeah, there was yeah. the, the limp uh, tulip yep. thing. Yep, yep, duck death in the tulip. And then yeah. there was like I think death, the death was stalking it, and death had a skull and a house coat. Oh yeah. Yeah, but because it's not well known in America, right. this person probably didn't know, even though. Technically, the word death was in the title. So this is a well-known book. In Germany. I mean, this one that we're doing. Oh, yes. This is a well-known one. I've referenced this way early in our show in comparing it to a book that we're doing that I didn't like. And then you said, quote-unquote, don't compare the book we're looking at to books that we don't have at hand. Well, now I have the book in hand, and we totally can compare it to itself, which is the point. All right, here it comes. By Leo Leone. His name may ring a bell in the back of your mind. A tiny bell. A tiny irritated bell. Maybe. You know why that bell would be irritated? No. I'll give you a hint. Imagine these end papers, but instead of these end papers, they say Frederick, 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 Frederick. Frederick was 
about a ant. Oh boy. Or the... It's interesting <laughs> that you would say ant. It was about a mouse, but it mouse. was sort of based There's on a... the ant and the grasshopper story. So I'm going to give you partial, partial credit. Okay, yeah. Like 25% like, of your grade. You didn't want to do work. That's correct, yes. Who wanted to be an artist. Yes, and you did not like that book. No. At all. No, because you can do both. You Precisely. Do, you can work and do art. Right. And also he was just kind of jer- lazy about the whole yeah. thing. He was he was honestly just and lazy. And so this is about This is about a not fish? a mouse. There is no there are no mice in this book. That's unless a, they can swim. And which is there. So it's about a fish who dies. You're taking this from the Because he's black. No. Nope. And that means he he's not dead. The... He's rotted. And he's okay, floating first to the of all, top. If he was dead, he'd be on his back. Well, he's getting it's there. Fish 101, baby. It's, we're halfway to turning. You just can't tell. <laughs> there are such a thing as black fish in the sea. They don't. They aren't portents what? of death. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah, in Finding Nemo, there's um the the the, the angel striped fish or whatever fish. it is. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's science. <laughs> we're good. We're good at naming animals from <laughs> classic films. Yeah. yeah. I'll go read that thing. Okay. Okay. While Kate does her read, I usually like to do a little background information about the book in question. Fun, <laughs> fun, fun fact. Um, if you're trying to figure out the origin story of Swimmy, yeah, good, good luck with all that, buddy. Good luck with that. I just pulled out Anita Sylvie's 100 Best Books for Children and thought to myself, hey, she does all the research for me. She will clearly have much information about Swimmy. No, no, no. There is no information that exists in this world on how Swimmy was made. I'm sorry, people. But I can give you information on Leo Leone. Or rather, I can give you strange information on him right now. Leo Leone, great artist, fantastic guy. So why did he become a children's book author illustrator? Well, it may have had something to do with his two uncles. He had had two particularly interesting uncles. Now, one of them was Uncle Piet, uh, who was an architect and an artist. Yeah, see the connection there? Makes sense. But then he, he kind of pales in comparison to Uncle Willem, who was a diamond broker and a famous art collector. Put those two things together, what do you get? You get Leo Leone, that's what. And we're back again! We're actually back. Back part two! Right. Backing with the back. <laughs> back and back. You know what, Betsy? Electric Boogaloo. Uh... I'm not really. You're feeling so enthusiastic about this. Look at you. You're 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 hopping with delight. Yeah, I got little sparks are coming off your I hair. I will say I learned a lot. Well, not a lot. I learned <laughs> some facts. Really? I did because From I had to look book? them up. Oh. Yes. The wonder of not understanding and having to look up things. Exactly. It's a miracle. Uh, yes, yeah, so let's start at the very beginning. This well, is a, it's got a, a silver thing on the front. That would be a, that would be a Caldecott honor. Which, I kind of feel like he got it because he took, like, you know, a potato and yep. cut a design in it. Yep. And then put the potato in ink. That's correct. And then put the potato on paper. He's very good with potatoes. <laughs> right. He's a, he's a, he's an expert potato wrangler. It's, it's kind of what the the yeah, art no, reminds me of. It is it's, just, I, it, it's stamps. It, it could like be imprints. it could have been sponges. Yeah. It could have been yeah, potatoes. It <laughs> could have been could have been anything that you just sort of But that's what the art reminds thwack, me thwack, of. Thwack, thwack, thwack. I, I I imagine that's the sound it made when thwack, he did thwack. it. Thwack, 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 thwack. T H W O K. So it's the story about a 
black fish named Swimmy. Mm. Well, his mom was not very original with the names. His mom? Sure. No, it says, for my friend Alfredo Seger, who gave Swimmy his name. You're talking about reality. I'm talking yeah. about the story. In the story, I'm talking about name. reality. No, I'm not talking about reality. I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't truck with that oh. that mess. Okay. Well, in you... the story, clearly Swimmy was named by his mother, Swimmy. Sure. Yeah. But yes, in reality, it was probably it was a child. Alfredo. Yeah, I don't Alfredo. like that. I don't think he, I don't think Leo should have listened to Alfredo. <laughs> I'm just saying. Say it again. Say I don't it think again. Leo should have listened to Alfredo. I don't, I think, think it's funny. I don't know. Anyway, and so there's like all these fish with no bodies swimming around and they're... <laughs> Haven't you ever had those fish though? They're like kind of like, they're red, but they're kind of like transparent. They kind of like, you can see those little like tiny fishy organs. I guess. I mean, that's I'm a... assuming that's what those are. Yeah. And they all get eaten at once by this tuna fish, except for the black fish, Swimmy, who escapes. Well, right. of course he escapes. He has a whole body. Like, his other <laughs> fish are just like a top and a bottom, so the water just goes... And they're not even attached, really. Right, just, yeah. yeah, the water just goes right through them. Do I go down or do I go they, up? They I might much... split if I can't make a decision. They yeah. didn't have a choice. Is so, that a tuna that ate them? It's a tuna fish. That sounds delicious. It's a very angry tuna fish. He has, he has sharp, teeth. spiky teeth. Yeah, and yeah. somehow it has water in his eye because it's blue. Maybe he's just a blue-eyed fish. Maybe he has eyes the color of the sea. Yeah, I don't believe it. <laughs> On a stormy day. But, but I was just looking at these redfish, and they were like, they ain't got nobody. <laughs> they ain't got nobody to eat. So then this blackfish swimming is all by himself, and he's just swimming around in the mm-hmm. deep, wet world, which is a weird... Deep, wet world? ...thing to say. Just say he's in the sea. <laughs> You you have no poetic instincts. You're Deep like, wet world. Say what you mean. It's a picture book so for children. So we swam out of the water. Done. Next. <laughs> Moving on. We, why waste your tongue? <laughs> Don't get creative here, people. Let's just get to the point. So he meets a. Okay, again. It says he met a Medusa. Ooh. It's a, a Medusa jellyfish, yes. What? Jellyfish are called Medusas. Just call Some. Well, that's a kind of jellyfish, though, right? They're not all Medusas. I thought they were all... All pretty sure not. There's all kinds of different uh, jellyfish out there. There's the kind that can make itself young again. That's not a called a Medusa. There's the, the kinds Why of, like, the, just the call... most poisonous one in the world. What kid is going to know what a Medusa is? Just say he met a jellyfish. Kids know what jellyfish are. Well, they can see it's a jellyfish. They don't Very go to an clearly. aquarium and be like, and here are the Medusas swimming around. No, I don't know. No. I think, I think kids already know it's a jellyfish and he's like yeah i'm gonna slip a little facts in there a little no one wants to learn betsy (laughs) i want to learn take your learning somewhere else i want to learn and then he meets a lobster see he Mm. called that a lobster not and not a crustacean well but can i say i give him credit for making it not red because all red lobsters are cooked right so it would be bluish so two thumbs up for that and well done he gets extra points. I don't know. Yeah. And then he meets these strange fish. <laughs> he could have put in a technical term of what kind of fish these are, but no, they're just strange. But this may well, be strange because of their beliefs. Well, their belief system is completely they're out They're strange there. because they're eyes. They're the only realistic eyes amongst, like, the other fish Doesn't we've seen Swimmy so far. have... Swimmy's got a realistic eye. It's tiny. Oh, it's too hard to see. Oh, God. Oh, oh you, and yes. no. No, he does not have a realistic eye because... Oh, I like this. You're, you're flipping back to show evidence. When he's, ru- when he's swimming away from uh-huh. the tuna fish, he has 
the eyes slanted down. Like he's, he's like more down. determined. Like, Rrr. sure. Yeah. Wouldn't you be determined to get away from a tuna? But if you're an actual you? fish, you don't have eyebrows. Oh, I see. You think that there's a hint of eyebrow there. Yes. He does it again later in the book. I'm sure there's I will a point fish it with out. eyebrows. I'm anyway, now I'm determined I, to find this fish. Fish are just terrifying because of their eyes. It's their lack of eyelids. They're just terrifying. It is a little weird. And then he meets... Some have eyelids. Um, an eel, which... Mm. Did you know moray eels have double jaws and double sets of teeth? I did not know that. I do know that they are eaten in large quantities in places. Okay, now forget everything I said because I don't want you to learn anything in <laughs> okay. this stupid book. Next... <laughs> So then he meets some but you taught me something. No. And then he meets some anemone. Was it an aluminum anemone? And then stop that. There's a third way to do that, but I can't remember what it is. Anemone. No, not an Oh, now you've got me doing it. Anemone, right? Anemone? I have to wait. Aluminum anemone? Maybe it was an enemy aluminum anemone. This is hard. What would be the enemy of aluminum and enemy? Stop that. <laughs> okay, so then he suddenly meets, well, what seems like his entire family again, these bodiless red <laughs> tops and bottoms <laughs> that are just... That's their technical name, children. <laughs> They're tops and bottoms. Tops and bottoms. And Not he's good like... Eating. Hey, let's go out and see things. And they're like, we can't. The fish will eat us. And he's like... They have a point. Well, we must think of something. We can't just lie here. Again, fish aren't lying there. They're swimming. They, they were yeah, lying there. They, they'd be floating they'd be dead. to the top yeah, and be dead. That's correct, yeah. Anyway, so he's like, ha, I got an idea. And again, he's got those eyebrows. <laughs> his determined little eyebrows going down. See, you're, you're trying to prove <sighs> me this is a problem, but it makes me like him more. <laughs> a fish with determined eyebrows is inherently adorable. Yeah, I don't know. And then he... It's like, I have a purpose. And then he decides, all right... We're going to pretend to be a giant fish, mm-hmm. and I'm, that everyone can see through. <laughs> there are fish you can see through, Kate. There are transparent fish. But again, it's just tops and bottoms. Well, yeah. It's combined, maybe it. Look, there's not going to be a fish that comes up to this giant fish and is like, excuse me a moment, something wrong here. Let me get I a little, see uh, right through a look of you. Do you mind just stopping for a moment while I examine your scale? And then he decides to be the pupil. He's a fair point. And then he says, I'll be the eye. And they scare off big fish. Yeah. And that's the end. Here's the thing. I've already seen this before. What have? Where? Um, Finding Nemo when they're all in the net and they're all trying to, they're all going to yeah. like get caught and be swept away. And, huh. and the, the dad's like, no. And Nemo is the one who has the idea. He's like, no, we must swim down. Yeah. And then the dad's like, yeah, let's do it. Everyone swim down, swim down. And then they keep getting further yeah. down. Further. Are you, uh, yeah. well, wait, wait, when did, when did Finding Nemo come out? That's not the yeah. point, Betsy. The when, point when is, is that out? I've they, seen this. Did it come out prior to 1963? Could, no, I could don't Nemo think... have gotten the idea from a previously existing no. story of fish banding together to fulfill a common need for the public good? I don't like the title. I'm just saying. You don't like the title of the book? No. Swimming? No. It's, it's kind of accurate in that it's his name and he swims. Me? <laughs> I don't know. I, uh, I... So you're not, not feeling the swimmy love? Swimmy, this swimmy swim some love. Let's hear your opinion. Okay, well, I, I need to give you some background information. That's a, that's a lie. There's no background information. See, here's this book, 100 Best Books for Children. I was thinking to myself, 
I was looking online desperately for information about this book. Couldn't find anything. Found lots of stuff about Leo Leone. Leo Leone. Great artist. He, uh, oh, he lived with his parents in Brussels, the very place that you will be visiting at some ah, yes. point. Yeah, it was good. He, uh, you know, he, he accidentally stumbled into creating books for kids when he had to entertain his grandchildren on a trip. And, uh, and he drew a little blue dot and a little yellow dot and turned it into a picture book. Ever since then, he, he made picture books. And, for some reason, books with the names Parallel but not Botany. I don't know why. What? Anyway, so I was like, well, this is all very nice, but uh, this is not useful. So I found, oh, look, in Anita's book, there's a whole section on swimming. This will give me some interesting background information I would need for this. Uh, no, lies. It's, it's the plot. It's that story I just told you about Little Blue and Little Yellow, which is not this book. And, uh, oh, it does say, it did say one interesting thing that I really liked. Um, that is not a, that is not a, to say that Anita doesn't say interesting things. She's constantly saying interesting things. I steal from her all the time. But for my purposes, the one most interesting thing was that, uh, like his protagonist, Swimmy, Leo Leone proved to be a seer, a visionary, who encouraged the work of other artists, such as the young Eric Carle. Yeah, who, like, has mm -hmm. a little thing at the beginning of this book. Well, because he kind of learned from the dude. Yeah, so this is the anniversary edition. And I just assumed they had gotten Eric to do the tribute at the beginning because his style was so similar with the bright colors and the... He does more of a cut paper thing. Yeah. And this is more of a... He doesn't do a print. potato thing. He doesn't do a potato. <laughs> Never met a potato a day of his life. No, that's not true. He does do that when he's making his own papers, which he then cuts up and turns into his art. So he does he does do it a little bit. But, um, yep, nope. That's, uh, that's the long and short of... Liliani, my friend. Okay, so now your opinion. Oh, my opinion. Okay, so, you know, this is a book that I did not read as a child. I encountered in grad school as one of those classic children's books that you read, and I read it, and I was like, yes, it's very nice with the colors that are very beautiful and artistic style, and look how it changes, and look, it's a very believable large fish made out of other fish. It's brilliant. And then you come back to it a little later, and you're like, yes. It's pretty what you see is what you get, and that's not a problem in picture books in general, but it's I hate oh gosh, I'm going I'm gonna say an ocean pun. You ready? Uh -huh. Yeah. You ready? Ready? Yeah. There's not there's not a lot of depth to this one. Mm. Oh Oh I, I see what you mean. Oh <laughs> You know, my uh my son has taken to saying that, you know, there are dad jokes and apparently there are now mom puns. Oh. So, yes, you have your dad jokes, and then you got your mom puns. Isn't that the same thing? It is, but apparently mom pun sounds better than mom joke. You can say mom joke, but mom pun. Mom pun. Mom pun? Mom pun. Interesting. Mom pun, mom pun, mom pun, mom pun. It's really hard to say. Um, so my opinion is that I did not love it as much as I thought I would. Uh, and I read it, and I was like, it is a very pretty book. And it is not particularly well remembered compared to, like, Frederick and stuff. Are we doing um, ratings now? Yeah, we're doing ratings. And okay. Yeah, you want to go first? Yeah, so right. I do like how it teaches exploring. Sure does. Because I like exploring, and I like how he mm -hmm. gets to explore, too. I like the idea of working together. For Unionism. A, for a common goal. Unions. Uh, Good. It's visually interesting, but it doesn't excite me. Yep. And I've seen this story before, and I called it a forgetful four. Uh, you know what? I was actually also going to do a four. It's a forgetful four. It's uh, it's fine. I but here's the advantage of forgetful four. 
I can now bring up this book every other week, and you'll have forgotten that you read it, and, and we can do this exact all, same. All I remember all is over. I hate that title. <laughs> really? Stupid title. All the things to dislike about this. The title? Eh. The title? Could have done better. <sighs> so, much you, so much you could have done. Take that. What was his name? Swimming? Luigi? No, the kid who... Oh, Alfredo. Alfredo. I know some kind of food. <laughs> Luigi? It's <laughs> not a food, but say. Like linguine, but there you go. But it says "Mamma Mia" whenever you try to eat. Mario, it. Mario. Mario. <laughs> <laughs> All right, letters time. Ooh. We have an, uh, one of the authors of one of the books we did wrote in. Uh oh. Yeah. Do we do we like the book or hate the book? Um, I didn't care for it as much. You liked it. Uh, it was Mary Hoffman of Amazing Grace. Oh yeah. Fun fact: Mary Hoffman of Amazing Grace still around, <laughs> and uh, apparently is alerted when somebody mentions her book on their blog. Who knew? I am not convinced that she heard the podcast, so okay. that was why she didn't rake me over the coals personally. <laughs> but she did respond to some questions that we had sort of raised in the course of it, uh, involving, as you recall, in the original edition of Amazing Grace, there was oh. that Hiawatha image, yeah. right? I couldn't figure out when that had been taken out. Um, I had heard conflicting reports. Well, let's have the author herself explain. Hello! As the author of I, Amazing I Grace... Betsy, isn't she, isn't she British? Oh, I'm sorry, you're right, I said that wrong. Hello! Hello! <laughs> <laughs> My apologies for that egregious mistake. Now you're going to have to hear a bad British accent from me. Hello! As the author of Amazing Grace, I can tell you that the Hiawatha image was removed at the stage of the U.S. 25th anniversary edition. Is that yes. the book that I got? Yes, that was the one you got. P.S. I didn't know that Rosalie Wilkins was the name of a baroness. Was that so in 1991 when the book was first published in the UK? Published, not written. Yes, it was in the 70s. Yes, it was. And, and in fact, I had linked to it on the on the blog, but no. she uh, And I didn't, I, I said in response, I believe she was also in government in some way. Yeah. Yeah, with like the Labour Party or something. And so I didn't Parliament? Parliament or something like that. So uh-huh. yes, I suspect she did not know, but that she had heard the name mm. and then unconsciously wrote it into her book. Did you just say subconsciously? That was, uh, no. I don't, and no, they, no, you said no, there's unconscious. no tape, there's no tape we can you get, said, You so said unconscious. It I should did. have been subconscious. That's correct. I didn't say, I did because, say. Because, because she was asleep and her hand just reached out. It was like automatic writing. And, and then and she just happened to wake up and out. saw, oh, look oh, at that name. Where did that come from? What a lovely name I for think a ballerina in this picture book <laughs> yeah, that I'm no. about to write. Right. Yes, that's, no. that is how I understand the facts of the matter. And we only deal with facts here. All right. <laughs> and the English language. And the English <laughs> accents that are so bad that all our British listeners have now gone away. <laughs> all right. Sarah wrote in. She said, hey, Betsy and Kate, great discussion about Amazing Grace. As you may have guessed from my multiple excited comments on your Instagram, I love Amazing Grace. Loved it as a kid. Love it now. However, I think Betsy makes a good point. I, I like those words, by the way. Meh. Betsy. I'll read them again. Betsy makes a good point. Okay. Mm-hmm. All stories are for all people is very different. I said that that way because she put lots of R's in. Ah, she's very, very different. different. When coming from a white lady author who writes a story about a black family, then coming from a black girl who dreams about being whatever she wants to be, I think the book has a lovely message, but I'm with Betsy on the complex feelings about the book as well as the author. The British edition keeping Hiawatha in the book is a big eye opener. Yes. Yes. Okay, but then she goes on and she says, I appreciate your thoughtful discussions on the pod, 
and how non-apologetic you are when discussing things like racism. Are we non-apologetic? But I guess, well, why would we apologize? We would apologize for bringing up controversial I guess, material. Yeah. I guess, yeah. Yeah. Some people I don't mean, like talking about that. Yeah. Some people don't. Some people are like, oh, that's political. Move on. Yeah. Right. That's not the world we No, we in. go, hey, that's racist. Stop yeah, that. Exactly. Next. Gross. <laughs> Doesn't have to be a classic. Okay. <laughs> Stephanie, the third sister, also wrote in. She said, I wanted to mention that while I totes agree that LeVar Burton should be at the end of every picture book, I'm certain he wrote the afterword on the anniversary edition of Amazing Grace, because back in the day, the book appeared on Reading Rainbow and was read by Tyne Daly. Really? That's a fail on my part. I should have found that in the YouTube videos and, and put that up. I had no idea. Tyne huh. Daly. A, that it was a Reading Rainbow book. No memory of that. Might have been after my time. B, that Tyne Daly, you know, read it. Right. So. Thank you, Stephanie. I didn't know that. Grown-up things we like. I have three words for you. Oh. Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Interesting. Now, this is what? This is Amazon Prime? Yes. This is why I've never seen it. Yeah. The yeah. Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. It's unavailable on DVD and libraries can't buy it because it's stupid Amazon Prime. But continue. It's Amazon Prime and everyone needs to start watching it now. Just don't have your kids around. Oh, no. Um, it's about a woman in the 1950s who is married to a man who wants to be a stand-up comic. One night he bombs and he decides that night to leave his wife for his secretary. Mm -hmm. She gets very upset, and rightfully so, and gets drunk and goes back to the bar where he bombed and gets up on stage and makes everyone laugh with, the, you know, like a charm. And, uh, and she realizes after that that she wants to be a stand-up comic, and she's very good at it. It has um, the guy who was in Monk... Uh, it has... Tony Shalhoub? Yes. I love has, my Tony Shalhoub. Uh, the woman, also Galaxy Quest. Yeah, and it also has uh, the voice of Lois from Family Guy. Oh, okay. Alex Borstein. Right. Borstein. Um, it has... You remember I was talking about that show Speechless? About, yes. Yeah, so the principal on that show, she plays Mrs. Maisel's mother on this show. Oh, very nice. Um, it's very funny, but it's, it's a comedy and a drama, and it's... I, I binged two seasons probably within a week or two wow yeah it was that's bingeable well i was on a lot of planes so. yeah i take it yeah <laughs> it won all the enemies yeah the, the first year it came out i recall that very well yeah and uh yeah there's a very good um piece on it by emily nussbaum that i recommend people read from the new yorker i mean uh, about the show. just just the clothing alone i'm in love with because sure. it's all you know that's my oh, style yeah. Oh, yeah. Period, and then yes. revlon's even like worked with amazon now to sell like mrs mazel lipsticks because she likes uh, she's working at the makeup counter because right. that's like the place to be for sure. a working woman sure. anyway very funny very crude. Ro well, roughly based on Joan Rivers, yeah. In, in some ways. Yeah. Early, early beginning yeah, of Joan yeah. Rivers. I mean, yeah. it's it's about, you know, trying a woman trying to get up in the world of men right. Right. in stand-up comedy. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, very, yeah, so it's a little crude. Yep. Um, and there is nudity in the first episode or two, but it's, it's not, uh, I don't know. Gratuitous. Right. Yeah. Very funny. Very good. Highly recommend it. Well. Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Boom. Excellent. I've got three words for you. Uh-huh. Steven Universe Movie! You've already done Steven Universe Yeah, but not the movie, baby. The movie just came out. So, Steven Universe, uh, for those of who are not familiar with the TV show, this is a Cartoon Network television show ostensibly for children. 
However, um, as I've heard many critics put it, it is the gayest children's cartoon you have ever seen. Because, um, well, there is the fact that, so it's about a boy, he's half alien, half human. All the aliens uh, who align themselves with different types of gemstones are, identify um, as female and fall in love and, and fall out of love and have, you know, all sorts of relationships with one another. But what the show is really about is finding the family beyond your family. You know, his, his mother is gone, um, his dad's around, but it's really about him finding these other people and living with them and, and the relationships with that. Uh, the movie that came out is a musical in the finest sense, and it had Patti LaPone singing, and it had uh, that other woman, Christine Evers, no, not Christine Eversall, but she was in War Paint with Patti LaPone on Broadway. Um, Kristen Chenoweth? No, 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 in yeah. War Paint. Yeah. Anyway, um, and it's got uh, Amy Mann and her singing partner on it, and it had a whole slew of people, and it had a new character who was clearly referencing, she's basically like Steamboat Willie-esque style of animation, so it's got different styles of animation, and it was, it was super, super good. Kind of a coda to the show, which apparently is still going to be continuing on, even though they've wrapped up all the plot lines, but okay, sure. So enjoy it thoroughly, and uh, if people want to see it, it does sort of su try to summarize all the previous seasons in case you haven't seen them. So Steven Universe the movie, two thumbs up. Very cool. Yay. All right. All right. Well, are uh, you going to be around next week for recording, or are you going to be? Uh, yes, I Yay. will be. All right, so we'll get at least two of these in a row. Yeah. <laughs> Marvelous. And in the interim, I've been Betsy. I'm Kate. Bye. Fuse 8 and Kate is a Fuse Number 8 production. You can reach us at FuseKate8 at gmail.com. You can follow our podcast on Twitter at Fuse underscore Kate. You can follow us on Instagram at Fuse8Kate. That's Fuse Number 8 Kate. Follow us on iTunes and rate our podcast if you're so inclined. Our music is by Haddon Kime, and our stand-up comedian is Drew Atienza. Fuse 8 and Kate is a creation of Kate Ramsey and Betsy Byrne.